It's finally Friday, folks. Fantastic. It's Friday. Fantabulous. We like to make up words here at The Crude Life because we don't like to get caught up in the little things that we can't control in life. That's just wasted energy. And this weekend, one thing that we're going to do here at The Crude Life is we're going to focus on other people's talents. What I mean by that is sometimes we get caught up in ourselves so much trying to survive in today's world that we forget that other people have got great great talents that can not only complement your life, but also inspire. So this weekend, I'm asking each and every one of you to look in the mirror and say, self, it's time to stop coasting on these good looks, charm, and talent, and start realizing some other people have that too. Who knows? I might just learn a few things this weekend. All right, folks, I'm going to get this party started because it's finally Friday. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. of the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Space. That is Sterling. It's Freaky Friday. Friday. Now, you're only going to be here for one segment. Then you got to yeah, jolt. Yeah, I got to go work for a living. And get the molt out of here. Got to go make them fat stacks, man. Ones? Fives? <laughs> yeah, they just throw pennies at me, I think. <laughs> you put the big bills on the outside. That's, <laughs> That's a five, right. man. That's a five. Okay, well. <laughs> what are you talking about cash? Nobody pays cash anymore. That's right. It is five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good times rolling now. <laughs> oh, that's sad, isn't it? When, mm-hmm. when the fives are the good times? Yeah. When you feel like that was a good tip. It, actually, I, I did tell my son this just last week because I gave him 20 bucks mm-hmm. so him and his buddy could go bike and have lunch. Man, that's riches for a 15-year-old. And I said, uh, here's 20. I go, well, that'd do it. Because I'm paying for him, and I assume his friend. Right. I just always assume I'm paying for the friend as well. Sure. And uh, he goes, yeah, it should be fine. And I go, this is like five bucks back in my day. Right. And it's like borderline lunch cost. Like five bucks. Yep, you know, it, it would have got you It would got you a mini pizza. Yeah. Maybe a soda. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'd get Something. some gas station lunch. Generally, there was a $5 meal deal and that yeah. damn tax. Oh, so you had to now it's five ninety five. So anyway, that's so what I told him. I said the twenty, you know, Sawbuck is a ten, by the way. <laughs> what do kids need money for anyway? The arcades, the Donkey Kongs. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do- Donkey Kong is still relevant. <laughs> still one of the better games on uh, Nintendo. Yep. Kids yep. need money today. They do to buy things on Twitch or. Fortnite, right? Oh yeah, digital Twitch, they purchases. They buy things on Twitch. They just they? watch they Twitch, watch, Twitch, I think. Okay. But they can pay money to people to watch things. Showing my age real quick here on a Friday. <laughs> Woo. Hey, so, we just didn't have the same type of distractions back then. No, they're spending money though. They're mm-hmm. spending money. It's just in different forms and on their phone and Venmo and all kinds of micro transactions. I told you one day they just they ordered a soda to their buddy to be funny while they were playing. You they know, had a soda playing, delivered to from their... Casey's wow. convenience store, right? Okay. Because they had a free delivery with Postmates. Oh, jeez. Right? And so they wanted to try it. So they ordered a soda. Well, it ends up costing seven bucks yeah. after the fees and blah, 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 whatever. But it was funny. It was funny. And, you know, <laughs> for 20 minutes, I suppose they laughed, the eight of them on their one game they're playing together, right. or whatever they do with their headsets. I don't know how that works. Mm. So many different voices going so many different Better times. Better not to ask. And it's it's unusual, but you know, hey, hey, they're making it work. I've spent money ridiculously too, so you know, I wonder how many drinks I've bought and that have gotten (laughs) not gotten me a phone number. I figure at this point in their life is the same point in our life when our parents were looking at us and going, "Oh man, we're screwed," right? You know, the next generation is just hopeless. That's what we're thinking. We're at that point now. I wouldn't mind bringing the guest back. I did an interview about 10 years ago with Neil Howe, H-O-W-E. I believe it's Dr. Neil Howe is his name. And he did a book about the four generations that exist. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, and then they, re- then they cycle. So it's, this is going to be a, just a real basic. And we might have even talked about this before. But he traced it back to the Roman Empire. And essentially you have uh, what's known as uh, you know, the, the, the golden 
you know, that's that's our grandparents, I believe. It'll okay. Be our grandparents. Okay. Right. So that's the generation that he was talking about when we were doing our interview. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they basically had, um, you know, one way to do things. That's how they were raised. Mm-hmm. One way to do things because just based on the change of the times and technologies, that's what the leading thing was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next generation comes and they're passing that information on to the next one. Well, as they're getting that one way to do things, they're a generation of questioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the next generation is a Gen X. So we got the baby boomers. Right. Right. So we got the golden. Yep. Golden generation, one way to do it. Baby, or, uh, baby boomers come in and they start, they start questioning and they start doing things differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's how it goes. Then the next generation, well, they question even more and they get a little apathetic. Mm-hmm. A I little bit I apathetic. That. They're Gen Xers, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember that. But they're smart enough to know what's going on. Yeah. But they're also smart enough to know that that work is kind of redonkulous. It's, <laughs> it's, it's wasted energy. Yeah. It, you know, it really is, right? It's wasted energy. Well, think about when uh, VHS came into the play. The old movies where you'd have to cut and splice and use tape. That was ridiculous to do that going forward. Mm-hmm. There's an example of wasted energy, right? Yeah. So as that's coming, well, the fourth generation, the one we're currently <laughs> about to be led by. They watch Twitch. They're called the silent generation. Because really, they're pretty loud. They don't know what to do. They're fried. Yeah. Because they have the, the one generation is still around saying one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of power because, for one, they have wisdom. So, the grand, you know, in some cultures, senior citizens are revered. They're more likely to vote. Well, that's sure. America. They vote. Right. Nobody pays attention to them. And, <laughs> well, when you're 40, you're done. Right. Right. What does Tom Haverford say in uh, Parks and Rec? <laughs> Basically, if you're 40, you're old to me. Yeah, you're old. You're dead. Yeah, you're like super grandpa. <laughs> well, it's true. I told you firsthand when you're talking to a female and things are going well. And as soon as you say your age of four, doesn't even matter if it's 41, 49. Right. That you go from cool to creepy before you finish the word. So I guess you just need to be perpetually 39. That's right. right? In, in 87 months. It's your, it's your second. I'm, I'm 39 and 87, 87 months. months. <laughs> well, don't, nobody likes to do math. No, uh-uh. Only musk. Yeah. Besides, it makes Only you... Only wit- musk oh, math. Musk math. Which we're going to get to a little bit later in the yes. program here. Actually, we should probably get to that. So uh, before we get too far off the rail here, we should probably get to where we're going. Did, did, are, are we just stopping mid-thought or are we close enough to finishing that? I think I think we wrapped that one up did pretty we? well. Yeah. Did, yeah. did we kick the, 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 the message is older generation was good, newer generation bad. So yeah, and, and we're in a lost generation where basically there's... Too many options. They're being told there's one way to do it. You know, all these different things. And so yeah. what ends up happening is you have a reset. And what's it happening? It all starts over again. It's so funny because that is exactly what Neil Howe said. Mm-hmm. I, I got to find that book. I'll, put, I'll find it and put a link. Now, the he from the, was he from the famous Howe family from Gilligan's Island? He was from the future. Okay. Part of the time machine. Time the time machines. All right. So here's what we've got, folks. We've got emails that we've got to get to. Okay. You ready for this? Oh, what are they wishing us well? Well, you know how we've got these emails that are available at studio at thecrudelife.com. Yes. And, and we do respond to them, by the way. So if you do email, a lot of times we do respond back with a reply. And oftentimes we do get to them on the air. And we were, and we still do, have a slot on our weekly board that says emails, texts, and uh, engagements type of thing. Please engage with us. Because uh, we want to do it every week. Mm -hmm. But a couple weeks ago, you know, Sterling goes west or goes east. Mm -hmm. I go west. Takes us a couple weeks to get caught up. So we're getting caught up. So we're, we're going to do it today. So we're, we're only going to do three, you know, out of the 50 we have. Uh, but it's a good sampling. One, first one, email comes in studio at thecrudelife.com. And I'm glad to see that uh, people are still using monikers. <laughs> What's Who this? won the March Madness tournament? Confused in Colorado. <laughs> well, confused in Colorado. Who was I'm it? glad that you asked because. Was it elite? Not only 
not only did Elite Energy Services win. They won. That's right. The fire tubes and the mm-hmm. whole deal. Okay. But Devin Becker sent me a text. Hot off the textual message here, it's folks. Smoking. You ready for this? Confused in Colorado? <laughs> Devin Becker's in Weld County, Colorado with Becker Safety and Supply. Well, we reached out to them and we've got these sick S-I-K. S-I-K, right? Sick looking crude life tumblers. Travel stainless steel. Keep your beverage cool and hot tumbler. Anyway, so everyone who made it to the final four is going to get a tumbler with the crude life logo. We've got two colors. We've got seafoam green and we've got black. Now, the seafoam green ones are going to go to the Permian and the Eagleford, and the black ones are going to go to the Marcellus and the Rocky Mountain region. Oh, okay. And that way we'll always know where you're from. That may be based on 75% what you're inaccurate. Okay. But, but the, there's only a 40% chance of that. If you pull up the bracket, <laughs> Imperative Chemical and the Oil Man will be getting the seafoam green. Okay. And I forget which brackets they are. What yeah, originally, they and I have no idea. And then Elite uh, Energy Services and <laughs> E&E Enterprises will be getting the black ones. So uh, confused in Colorado, it was a heck of a time. We ended up with uh, Imperative Chemical, mm-hmm. who is Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. They lost... That was a tough one. The only game of the season they lost. Against uh, Baylor. Baylor, yeah. The real surprise was Oil Man because they had the play-in game with UCLA. Right. And you know who they played against? Was it Oregon? It was, no, it was um, Michigan State. Oh, okay. And that was Sean Forbes with OG Directory. Uh Uh-huh. That was before she was ineligible. (laughs) <laughs> Think about that. So she was sneaking it in there. Well, no, she was kind of playing. Right, so, right. Uh, well, she, she wasn't we, officially. Basically, we decided to do the play-in games. Mm-hmm. So Oil Man Magazine and Sean Forbes. Uh, Oil Man, technically, because I do so much stuff with them, mm-hmm. I didn't. I threw them in there because I like giving them the press. But I didn't think they'd even make it to the second round. Well, it's the play-in game. Well, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not designed to make it more than one game. Pretty much anybody we picked or hoped would win lost. <laughs> so then I threw in Sean Forbes because, you know, we, she was just starting some right. things. and With the directory. Tech, now and, she's she's no longer yeah. eligible for these things. Because she doesn't she doesn't need our piddly contest. Well, she's a, she's a uh, guest co-host yeah. now. So it's just like you're not eligible with your side company. Well, Man. otherwise people think we're rigging it. Right. Right? I did want one of those tumblers, but... But the oil man who had uh, UCLA ended up going to the final four, so they get one as well. And Jenica Hauser, by the way, just as long as we're talking about the oil man magazine, uh, I got an email from the oil woman magazine editor mm-hmm. asking for a couple clarifications on quotes. That is always a good sign when an editor there's is an act, asking there's for an clarifications back there. on quotes. Yeah. And... Um, it's kind of nice it, to hear. It made me feel good. Yeah. It really did because Jenica's doing a great job out there getting interviews. And now the Oil Man magazine branching out to Oil Woman magazine, they're doing it right too. And she's doing a column for them or will be, right? She, yeah. She already, she submitted it. Submitted. And so they're just finishing it. Well, you know, magazines, they, they work a little slower. Yeah. Because it's not the 24 hour world. You're spending tens of thousands of dollars on a print publication mm-hmm. to the printer. You want to make sure the spelling's right. You want to make sure things are right before you start putting zeros at the end of those checks. Or I guess I've done that, man. I'm on a smaller scale, but as a small business a owner, I've done that. Digital button dump. Now button the dump. digital dump of money. <laughs> Isn't that what PayPal is now? Pretty much. Probably paying a $40,000 printer bill over PayPal. now. <laughs> That's the world we live in, dude. You know what's interesting? I did an audit this last week of all of the things that my wife and I have as uh, monthly residuals. You know, so it's it's Netflix, it's it's HBO, it's uh, it's called cash flow, it's malware, yeah. it's protection, it's and w- pretty interesting. Several hundred dollars a month in just sort of what I would have considered incidentals, like yeah. the stuff you would have ordered at a hotel and paid a lot Without extra a doubt. for, right? Basically. Without a doubt. So we're, we're going to trim that back. I, and that's a couple thousand dollars a year that you're not even really paying attention to. Sometime, not today, when, we, when we're getting our travel mode again, mm-hmm. let's do a segment about the conversation I had with the general manager from the Marriott about living there. 
about living at the Marriott? Me, about me living oh. there with my son Otis. Um, you talked about this, okay? Yeah, yeah. About the cost and how we it was actually cheaper because of the the internet mm-hmm. and the coffee and just all, all the utilities are taken care incidentals. of. Incidentals, yeah. yeah. I yep. mean, and even we we even went as far to do a little sidebar of well, they have a gym. Yeah, and you're going to get cable, <laughs> so you, you could throw away the gym membership and all yep. these other things. There's probably so, a pool. Without a doubt. Yep. So you have all these these just incidentals, and uh, it was eye opening. Now what and what are they what are their of, thoughts on that? Oh, they love it. Do they? Well, it's a guaranteed check. Sure, it's just they don't have to they don't have to worry about renting it out. Right. And you can even do like weekly maid service too, so you don't have to worry about them coming in every day. Okay. They can just you can do it where they just leave towels at the door or right. pop in and just clean the bathroom and go. Nice. I mean, you can customize it as much as you want if you're writing a check. And they give you a good rate, too. Yeah. I mean, they do. So anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'd be day. curious if you're going to end up doing that. Next email coming in studio at thecrudelife.com. I love your positive message to start off every podcast. Do you write those every day? I hope you keep doing it because it's my favorite part of the podcast. Trisha in Texas. Okay. Well, I think I might have put Texas in there, or Trisha uh, in, in, in there, because it's how she was from. So I created that moniker because her name is Trisha, and she's from Texas. So, so Trisha from Texas. Yes, I write those every day. Uh, they're original for a few reasons. Uh, one, we are content producers here at The Crude Life. So what we try to do first is we try to produce content before we regurgitate it. That is actually... In our mission statement, that's part of our business plan. That's why we do original interviews. If you take a look at our social media, 95% of what we put on our social media is original content we produce. It's not grabbing a link from the USA Today and posting it out there and relying on their work and energy to act like I'm involved Mm -hmm. on social media. Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about by that? I'm not yeah. trying to be a smart ass. No. But what I'm talking about is, is there's a lot of social media, quote unquote, influencers. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing is just grabbing other people's work and yeah, saying, I agree, and, I disagree. Yeah. It's retweets. Yeah, it's retweets. So the internet, at the end of the day, is about five to 10% original content, yeah. depending on the day. The rest of it's soft plagiarism. The rest of it's soft plagiarism <laughs> and a reaction, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And you know, a, new, a lot of the news is like that. You know, if you go to the 24-hour news networks, uh, about 90% of the news every hour is just a reaction to other news. Yeah, it's like the uh, 60 seconds of hate they used to do in 1984. You know, it's, if you flip over to any news channel, it's just it'll just piss you off after about two minutes. What's that now? That's from 1984. The book. They used to do two minutes of hate, I think it was, where basically they would just scream and hate at things. For real? For real. I don't, re- I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was in, yeah. I read the book back in probably. Yeah, it 19- would have been. It was like required reading. Nineteen eighty four, right? Yeah. And so there's only certain things that stood out, and I, yep. and I tried watching the movie, but it was really boring, so I didn't watch it. It's kind of a bummer, too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think probably the most I got from nineteen eighty four was Apple's Super Bowl right. commercial. <laughs> I think that was more impactful. Yep. Yep. Because it, it told the message. It did. That was uh, Ridley Scott that directed that one. That was a classic. Yeah. And then I think V for Vendetta just basically was the modern version of yeah, 1984. Definitely. So, uh, anyway, getting back to uh, media. Yeah. So, if you look at the media, you know, they're primarily a reaction to original content. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've talked about this before is that when you take a look at the way content works, the way the internet works, uh, and news, for example, most of the news is produced by Associated Press and, and reporters. Mm-hmm. Okay, now your local news produces local news, but the national news is primarily produced from reporters from newspapers. Yeah. Reactions, they, they, they are reactions. Yeah. But the television news, like the twenty-four hours, primarily a reaction. Mm-hmm. Now, radio is. Yeah, you read the police blotter and, you know, you're, you're, you're reacting to the rest of the news. Yeah. So here at The Crude Life, what we try to do is produce as much original content as we can, um, knowing that at the end of the day, that's, that's what sticks around. And that's one of the reasons why you don't sleep, because you're the one that does the original content. Yeah. And that's why Jenica is so important and Sean Forbes and mm-hmm. you uh, and, and, and the others that were Just adding some warm here. bodies. 
Well, it's it's nice to have different voices here. Yeah. And it's nice to allow me to sleep and raise my kid <laughs> and my dog. And your dog. All right. What do yeah, we got? she's sleeping oh, so, just fine. So, yeah, we are going to keep doing those. Uh, people do like the positivity. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really reaffirms that everyday energy for everyday people. We're We're all about... If you use energy, you're welcome on the show. Everybody's welcome at the Bach and Barbecue. Everybody's welcome at the Crude Life. We see nor race, nor color. What's the old policeman, a police, uh, 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 postman? Nor rain, no, no, nor sleet. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor shine, or whatever. We do so, that yeah. with uh, race, or color, or... Yep. Lifestyle, that whole thing. Well, if you come out to the Bach and Barbecue, you'll have the uh, potato ambassador there. Right? And the mayor of... Uh, Bismarck. He'll be there. At some First point. responders. Handing out babies and kissing potatoes or one of those. He'll be shaking potatoes. Shaking and <laughs> handing out babies. <laughs> Wait, one day we're going to get this oh, right. Man. You know, somebody the other day asked me what the, uh, one of my single friends asked me what the toughest part of parenting was. And I had to think about it for a minute. And you know what it is? It's the kids. That's the toughest part of parenting. If you took the kids out of the equation, she's much cake. easier. Piece of cake. Okay, Bach and Barbecue's coming up uh, on 618, so that's June 18th. That's a Friday. And that's just around the corner, man. Coming up in a couple weeks, we have the Williston Basin Conference. 30 CEOs, chairman. By the way, yesterday's um, work hard interview was from 2016, where uh, Otis, part of the Bach and Bridge, Kids and mm-hmm. Capitalism, interviewed Harold Hamm with Continental Resources. All right, getting back to studio at thecrudelife.com. Studio at thecrudelife.com. Another email comes in from the energy pragmatist. Yeah, I want to be interviewed about ESG. And we did. He's the uh, Stephen Hines. We had him on yep, the other day. We had day. him on he the other day. Part of the interview. Yep. He was part of the AOL Time Warner merger mm-hmm. in terms of uh, involved in some due diligence and getting involved with the courtroom proceedings. And yeah, he's been I mean, he's been studying this stuff for like 40 years. It was pretty fascinating to listen to. What I found fascinating, actually, is, is the parallels that came out between what's happening in oil and gas right now mm-hmm. and what happened in the communication business. Like the AOL Time Warner and, merger. And I'm, I'm going to step up on my soapbox. Mm hmm. No, I'm going to step up on my rock. Your oil drum. I'm going to step barrel. up on my oil you get, get, barrel. Get up on your barrel, man. Shale play profit time. <laughs> Shale play profit time. Okay. I've told this story many, many times, and I'll try to keep it under a couple minutes here. But uh, I, I lost my business in 2009 from the internet. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was too much to handle. Uh, I invested over a quarter million dollars in the internet. I didn't get back more than two cents. And now what I invested a quarter million dollars in Squarespace and WordPress and Wix can do it for about 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now people are willing to pay you for some advertising and marketing on the internet before. Yep. No way. Yeah. Not. What's that internet thing? Well, and, and so that was a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. That was a paradigm shift, a real one, not, not some Ted talk bullshit paradigm shift where we exaggerate our words no newspapers going bankrupt Mm -hmm. paradigm shift when you have a monopoly for a hundred years and you go bankrupt within a five to ten year period because of new technology that is a paradigm shift absolutely that is what is happening in oil and gas yeah but it's happening through regulations and a number of different things to where the paradigm shift is happening okay because the paradigm shift happened on the positive already Mm -hmm. For oil and gas, hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling being that paradigm shift. Absolutely. Now, big data is coming in as the kind of the the main paradigm shift. And Mm -hmm. I brought this up starting HR department, folks. How much easier is it to do an interview now with big data? Just doing a background check. Mm -hmm. The roughnecks of the old, at least the, the ones that got a bad rap, were the old Vikings of old. They'd rape, pillage, and plunder from Alaska <laughs> to Marcellus. And, you know what I mean? Right. And, and oil companies would hire them because there was no background check. It took 30 days. Mm-hmm. Well, if you showed up and you knew how to work a rig, you were hired that day. Yeah. Same thing with fishing. You go out in the boat. 
go on the boat with a mask murderer for all you know right, back in yeah. the 70s <laughs> today before the interview is done oh no that guy's got 17 warrants right he's, he's a pedophile <laughs> okay you know i mean really yeah. so in the hr department the paradigm shift is extremely obvious well they've got so many sources to look through i mean just your social media alone tells you a lot just like that yeah. now go to marketing well just the whole analytics when it comes to the marketing and the social media and the different avenues you can take and things you can print on and everything else mm-hmm. yeah it, that's paradigm shift there yeah absolutely. go to the well site take a look at the technology we've got drones we've got smart pigs mm-hmm. we've got uh analytics there as well talk to the guys down in the engineering area with, with the bends in the in the in the angles of pipes so every single area you go into an in oil and gas there's a paradigm shift meaning it's like completely changing mm-hmm so, if you take a look at what happened in the telecom industry, oh, well, most of those guys went belly up, yeah. and like three emerged. Yeah, there's just consolidation. Just, and what did Kevin Kramer say to start the year off? Right. With if the, we do not change, yeah. and we haven't yet, it's gotten worse, there's going to be three companies controlling the global oil supply. You sent me a text last night yeah. about Saudi Ramco. Opening up their shares now. Selling 1% of the company. That doesn't sound like a lot until you think about... That's, you know what that is? The size of Saudi That's Aramco. ESG. That is ESG. Because nobody likes Saudi Arabia right now. Right. Nobody likes the fact that they don't allow women to drive. Nobody likes... I mean, when the WWE fans don't like you, mm-hmm. what the heck? What did you do And that wrong? was their, their attempt... Their was a plumber. And that was their attempt to bring the west in really you know by hap- yeah but but do you see what i mean yep. where to me that's esg that that's looking at life differently how can we be more accepted that's all esg is is getting accepted by everybody i'd be really curious and if you got to pay through a carbon tax or you got to put a potato out there you got to get accepted yeah because when you're accepted by the in crowd that makes the laws you're esg Shit, it's like high school, man. Being with with the in crowd. ESG means everything's so good. Everything's so all right, all right, all right. It's the Matthew McConaughey. Everything's Saul Goodman. (laughs) Saul Goodman. Everything's Saul Goodman. I think I just figured out. Everyone calls Saul. That's the scam of ESG. It's right out before our eyes. Everybody calls Saul. It's all good, man. It's all good. Well, his whole law practice was a was a big just a sham, basically. He actually had to do the sham to tell the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And people didn't like the fact that he had to do the sham to tell the truth. They would have rather lied to protect the lie. Yeah, that's exactly. that's what's so fun. Anyway, getting back to well, it. and that's that's really what we're talking about oh, with no. these companies, Let's man. Get back to it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that China is the one that bought a percentage of Saudi Aramco because it, it wasn't it wasn't clear in the article last night. But I thought Russia could be Russia. Russia was the first one that came to mind for yeah. me because don't they go little hand in hand with the shenanigans at OPEC? Yeah, yeah. And uh, but between them and, you know, China's been pumping all this money into Africa. Right. We were talking about that with uh, that guy last week where they're building infrastructure, roads, wells oh, uh, and stuff the like energy that. Energy pragmatist. Yeah. Stephen Hines. Yeah. With Stephen Hines. Who so. sent us an email at studio at the crude Yeah. I want to be interviewed about ESG. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened there was, you know, we, we promote on social media that we're doing these interviews all month long. And if you want to be a part of it. You know, we got a few people that that emailed us and said, yeah, we'd like to be a part of it because, hey, our company's doing this. Our company's doing that. So that's all he sent in. Yeah, I want to be interviewed about ESG. That was his whole email. (laughs) That was it. Just bring me in. I'm ready, coach. I'm too cool for school. (laughs) What did he call himself? The Doubting Thomas. The Doubting Thomas. And I did picture him wearing sunglasses, even though he was on the radio. I mean, The Doubting Thomas of ESG. Well, you know, his thing that was interesting to me was that he's been around long enough that he's seen these cycles. You know, the AOL Time Warner yeah. merger. We talked about NAFTA. So I want to get back to that. Because when I would interview Harold Hamm, mm-hmm. James Volker from Whiting, Harold Hamm from Continental Resources, uh, uh, John Gibson, the chairman, CEO of One Elk at the time, these guys were like rare albino elk sightings at the time. <laughs> like oh, at unicorns, the time, basically. Yeah, right? they were. Yeah. They, they, they didn't go out much. Yeah. Okay. And during hundred dollar oil, you they were out. Sure. And if you had the you know balls and and 
and the timing correct to go and just walk up to him and say, hey, can I get a five-minute interview? Mm-hmm. Which I did to a lot of those guys. Yeah. Well, well they, they control their own schedule. Yeah. They're not... See, a lot of presidents and CEOs today don't. Then they did. Then they were the, like the owners of the company. Right. So, they, you know, they were the major majority shareholders. They weren't like middle managers. $100 oil, everybody's feeling good. So when I talk to these uh, uh, CEOs who are now like, they're now all chairman and, mm. you know, board chairman, that sort of thing. They all said the word paradigm shift. And those levels of individuals cannot exaggerate. They'll get sued. Yeah, I was going to say, that could be kind of dangerous. Oh, they'll get sued by the shareholders. Right. And if they say too much, well, the competition will come in. Mm-hmm. So there's like three different sides that they can get sued at. Don't rock Every the time boat. <laughs> the mic gets turned on. Yeah. So if, if anybody who's a podcaster out there wondering why somebody from an oil company won't do an interview, they don't want to get sued. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. It could be a very career-limiting move. And, and they don't even know what they said yeah. that all of a sudden got them sued. Because, well, well, because someone in legal's got some document about proprietary confidentiality mm-hmm. agreements type thing. Well, that person missed that meeting because they were watching Netflix on Zoom. Oh, and that's why you end up getting an interview where it's just five minutes of nothing. It's platitudes and softballs and nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, these guys were all about it because we were talking about big data. We were talking about paradigm shift. This was the stuff that they were interested in Mm -hmm. because this was the stuff that they were trying to lead their shareholders through. So getting back to where we were before I get too far off the rail, (laughs) they would say paradigm shift. And right away, I could see what they were talking about because I experienced it in the media. I lost my media business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since then, I've been able... So I've had... You know, I've said this before, folks. I've been through four recessions in my lifetime. Three of them I've survived with (laughs) zero bailouts the whole whole time, including this time. Yeah. We're still waiting on our North Dakota COVID help, which we're not getting, apparently. (laughs) We've been denied multiple times, and we put in another request, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I've never been able to get any PPE money. And you you don't get any help from North Dakota either, right? Okay. So there's two businesses waiting for our help. And, but for me, I did lose in 2009. I was too big for my britches because I thought the, the internet was the dumbest investment I ever made in my life. <laughs> well, everything took a nosedive in 2009. I think man. about that, about, you know, like the worst investment I ever made in my life as a media company. Was the internet. Was the internet. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a weird statement to make? But everybody was doing yeah. it. But at the end of the day, aren't you supposed to make money? So if nobody's making money, why are you investing a quarter million dollars into it like I did? Well, see, that's because that that's blew what my you mind. Do. Yeah, because by the way, that's what's going on in social media is uh, just that. Well, yeah, everybody's investing all this time and money investment. into social media. And nobody knows how to make money back on yeah. it. What do you think? A 30 second video about how I'm my Monday morning's doing is going to generate business? No, but clearly an OnlyFans page where you're wearing only lace underwear. That works because you're charging. I think you should consider that. Maybe not the lace underwear part, but the OnlyFans part. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> we, we use social media mostly to be a shouter. We're just trying to reach people. We're getting better. Yeah. It got better. It got better. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. You did get that. Oh, yeah. Okay, you did get that. <laughs> but we are getting better with our social media. In fact, one day we would like to hire a social media manager because, you know, I do understand the importance of social media, but at the same time, very difficult to invest into social media when you're not making a return. I'm hip. I got my Nokia flip phone. We're ready. I can text and everything on this thing. <laughs>
music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z dot com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Hello, my name is Otis with the Kids of Capitalism KidCast, and today we're here with Mike Henderson, uh, Vice President, right? Vice President of Marathon Oil. We're going to ask you a couple questions. Is that okay? All right. Absolutely. Uh, What was your first job, Mr. Henderson? So my first job was a facilities engineer. So what that means is I would go and look after all of the equipment that was offshore. So my first job was in Aberdeen, Scotland. It wasn't in North Dakota. So it was spent maybe spending two weeks offshore in an oil rig, um, maintaining things, trying to make things work, etc., etc. So that was my first job. All right. Uh, why is the energy industry a good place for entrepreneurs? It's opportunity rich. It's a great place to, to to make money if you've got ideas, if you think you can do things differently. Um, it's it's a very changing industry as well. I mean, we never stand still. We're always moving forward, and. If, folks think that they can bring something to the table to help our companies move forward, we are very open to to suggestions, recommendations, whatever, and and that's maybe what the the opportunity that it creates for for entrepreneurs. Alright, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs like myself? Stay at school, get a college degree, and I would probably focus on maybe something in the STEM in engineering or something along those lines that would be my recommendation because I found that being an engineer it's probably easier to to move to get an understanding of the business side how the business works versus if I were maybe business focused and coming in trying to understand maybe some of the technical stuff it would have been a little bit more challenging so you know that would be my recommendation is get a good foundation and you can really then develop the, the business skills that's probably easier as you all right. Well, I think that concludes our interview. Thank you very much, sir, for Thank taking you. time out of your day and doing our interview. Uh, greatly appreciate it. All right, cut the camera. Well done. <laughs> Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com.
Life with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota United States Senate. Talking to Jason Speece, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Speece. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue. I'm seeing this all over social media and soon to be in yards, from my understanding. So let's talk about what these uh, pink pigs are. And they have wings, right? Yes. Yeah. We see the flamingos in the yards, and we figured, why can't we do pigs? raise awareness about Bakken Barbecue and hopefully raise some money in the same process. Yes. So if people are interested in oinking, maybe a friend, a neighbor, family member, um, they can reach out to the Bakken Barbecue via Facebook, social media, email. What we're doing is 10 pigs is $20, 20 pigs is $40, and 30 pigs is $60. And what we'll do is we'll take those pigs and we will go put them in the lawn of someone that you choose. And they will sit there and sun themselves for two days while they, uh, you know, get more attraction and uh, just kind of raise awareness for Bakken Barbecue. And all the funds go to the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue this year. We are starting this May 1st and we already have a high interest as all of us have had several people reach out about getting oinked. Well, once they're oinked, they have to reach out to the Bakken Barbecue and they have a choice. Just wait the two days or they can oink someone back. And that was Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our social media pages from YouTube, LinkedIn, even the Twitters. Check them out at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. I think we got a half a dozen Facebook pages all by itself. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs 
burns carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now, I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this, is, this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and, and let me just say this, I, I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of, and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today. Uh, and, and there's- It's already snowing here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't, I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa, and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Hector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Hector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those, uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes, or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B. They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage, uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 the, you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now, you know, there's gonna be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half of the lodge went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until 5 p.m. and then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, generators, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas on, a, on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? J.P. Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. Well, I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken 
Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. I was two years old when John Lennon died. 